welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Knock knock, who is it? It's me. This is the this is we're do, we're doing a new song. Literally the newest song. This is unprecedented. A song came out and we were like, I guess we should just do it. Yeah. Literally the Discord server, like the channel. Has never the most been so active lit. I've ever seen it is when yeah. a Fallout Boy song, which makes sense that it's when a Fallout Boy song comes yeah. out. But based on that, it's like, yeah, we had to do it. You know, we had to do it to him. Oh hell yeah, I can post that fucking terrible Photoshop I made. <laughs> I forgot that you made one, <laughs> but I immediately like it came into my mind. Like I forgot to post it when I originally made like a it. Flashback. So this is good. I just mostly used it to torture my partner and then forgot yeah. about. I don't, I don't think you put it in your drafts, because I don't think you were making drafts at that point. I think that was pre-character growth. Yeah, which character growth really only worked out once, so we'll see. Yeah, it was just the one time. But hey, that's, you gotta start somewhere. This is a new song by Fallout Boy. Uh, it is, there's, a, there's a, probably a lot to talk about about it. Not the song, but sort of the several announcements that came in hand with it, because they released this single. Uh, alongside a tour announcement and a compilation announcement. Uh, because if you listen to this song and you think, this doesn't really sound like it should be on a Fall Out Boy record, that's because it's not. Uh, they announced this at, uh, with the track list of Believers Never Die Volume 2, which is a bold move to make a second Greatest Hits album. I don't think they're going to break up again, but I guess I wouldn't put it past them. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious about how you feel about the track list if you've looked at it. I haven't. Let me pull it up real quick. So it is, it is the greatest hits record post-hiatus. Even though they've only made three records and not four. Wow, this is really dismal. It's, it's got some bold choices. How, how is Dear Future Self on here when it just came out? How could it already be a greatest hit? Also, there's an unreleased song that is on here. Yeah, we how? haven't heard Bob Dylan yet, which is the closer. On the greatest hits. I don't understand how you put something on a greatest hits album that has not released. I, it's weird because they're not broken up. Like when the first one came out and they were like closing their doors and we got Alpha Dog on it. And it's like, all right, this is like a demo that didn't end up on a record. This is kind of like that. Only they're just like, no, this is a single that we're not going to put on a record. We're just putting it on our greatest hits, our second greatest hits record as like a weird one-off and i'm like that seems like a little counterintuitive for greatest hits like i get bonus tracks i don't know something about this just feels like did we need was it time for greatest hits volume two no does it seem uh, weird to you that they released like because like you know when they broke up the first time or went on hiatus or whatever whatever the terminology is they released uh alpha dog and like lake effect kid and whatever like on a mixtape that was like you know, like it seemed like it was going to be something, but then it wasn't. Whereas this is, they're just like, what if greatest hits again? And we'll just throw some new shit on there. And it's like, yeah. Why? And like they've re-released Lake Effect Kid. Not on here. We should be not on here. Let's, let's go through the track list. It, it goes in order of the records they've released. So the, the first four songs are Save Rock and Roll. Wild. And it's, right. it's, it's interesting. They're opening it with my songs. Know what you did in the dark. And then track two is the Phoenix. Yeah. And then Alone Together and Young Volcanoes. Those those picks make sense for me. 
for that I, record. I, yes, I agree. Well, it's weird to me thinking about Alone Together as, like, a greatest hit, because, like, I love that song a lot, actually, but I never thought of it as one of the, like, popular ones off that album. There's just not much to pick from on that record, I yeah. think. And that's, yeah, that's probably, like, if you were to pick the four best songs from that record, it might be those four. I can't think of anything off of it that I like more than those four songs. I can, but I wouldn't put them on a greatest hits either. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. It's like <laughs> that I, I wouldn't pick anything from that. I would pick maybe uh, Light em Up and The Phoenix, and that's it. That is all the representation of the record that I really need. Like, do I per- like I personally like Ratatat and like it better mm-hmm. than The Phoenix. I wouldn't put it on a greatest hits album. Yeah, that's the thing. I would pick those two songs if you, you know, if i legally had to do four i'd probably pick these four uh but then we swing into four songs from uh american beauty and we get again in a out of order we get centuries immortals uma thurman and irresistible yeah that checks out i think no there's songs i like there's a plenty of songs i like more than centuries but of course it's going to be on there yeah, no, like, out of what we like, and again, I don't think I've still listened to that full album, but, like, those are the four that I would pick, yeah. There are songs I would pick above Immortals and Uma Thurman. Centuries feels like another con- contractual obligation. I mean, I feel like, immor- to me, Immortals and Irresistible and Uma- Shreds. Yeah, Irresistible, all of those feel like, all four of those feel like contractual obligations to me, though. Like, when Immortals I think of- does if it's the single version, but there's not much difference between that and the album version. Yeah, the only, because, like, when I think of when that album came out and I think about, like, what was on the radio all the fucking time, like, fucking Uma Thurman and Immortals, like, was just, it they were just all over the place. So, like, if you're gonna do, like, a greatest hits in the sense of, like, what was the most popular, then, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, here's what's really baffling. There are two songs for Mania, and it is Champion and Last of the Real Ones. Truly wild. Last of the Real Ones, I, yes, great song, banger. Champion is just Century's Light. It is, it is, it is Century's High Life. Yeah, Champion fucking sucks. <laughs> it's not bad, it's just like, you it's picked just, it over, your, you picked it over Young and Menace. Uh, let me look at this track list again. You picked it over Bishop's Knife Trick, which I do enjoy. Uh, Hold Me Tight or Don't's pretty good. Wilson's fun. Church is gay. Heaven's Gate's fine, but like the fact that Young and Menace exists and Champion is there is baffling to me. Yeah. And then they have their song with Lil Peep and I Love McConan. They're a feature. It's not their song. Yeah. That is there. And then Dear Future Self, which is we're about to talk about. And then the Bob Dylan is a song we have not heard. So it's another B-side, I guess. But Lake Effect Kid isn't on here. Um, there are two B-sides on the Lake Effect Kid release. I think Super Fade is really good. I'm excited to one day roll that song and Lake Effect Kid. The other song is essentially Country Roads, but about Chicago. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. It's just, it's bizarre. They, they somehow, they, they per- pulled from only three records instead of four. And it's just abysmal. <laughs> yeah, it's truly dismal to look at this playlist like when joe said to look at it and i did i felt my heart sink in my chest it is it is bizarre it is an unnecessary like there is a believers never die volume two that is good this is not it this is like is you know it's not far off just because there's only so much you can do with these three records but like 
the the disrespect <laughs> to Mania, I will not stand by. Yeah, it's weird that they only took two songs from Mania. It's so weird. When Mania is the best of these three records, I think. Which, like, I believe that, and I haven't even fully heard the rest of Mania. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've just heard a couple songs, and you're like, yeah, no, these these songs feel done in a way that the other, yeah. the other records don't. Especially because, like, I have, like, a weird soft spot for Save Rock and Roll, but, like, American Beauty did nothing for me. Like, all of the stuff that we've listened to so far, I'm like, eh. There's there's things about it I like. As a record, I think it, I don't know. Like, I like Irresistible, or no. No, that's right. Irresistible's on that. Yeah, Irresistible's the opener. I don't know that I've enjoyed any songs that we've listened to off American Beauty. Mm -hmm. They're all just fine. Yeah. And Mania's, like, middling to good. Solid seven. Yeah. What was the one from the episode? 7.75. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they announced that with this single, uh, track 12 off of it. And they also announced a tour with Weezer and Green Day, who also both put out singles when they announced this tour. And for those of us who asked on Twitter, we did answer it on Twitter, but just to publicly confirm it, yes, that does make all of it dad rock. Yes. Officially. I mean, Weezer just got off a tour with Pixies, and, like, I think they yeah. know. I think they know. Yeah, but I think, I feel like people were weirded out by the combination of Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer, because I feel like Weezer has been, like, edging into dad rock for a while. And, like, oh, yeah. I don't even remember the last time I heard anything about Green Day, um, TBH. Like, genuinely, I think it's been years. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't follow them. I actively avoid Weezer and Fall Out Boy I have stayed fascinated with even if I don't enjoy everything they do I you know I check it out and obviously I started this podcast with you so yeah well it's been interesting to see their like weird new pop that they've been doing and like even if I don't like it it's been interesting to like see what that is but now we can officially say that yes they are dad rock all of them. Dad pop? Dad pop, yeah. Very strange. At least but... in the case of Fall Out Boy, specifically dad pop, because I don't know what yeah. Weezer or Green Day sounds like these days. I don't want to. Me either. Apparently, the last Weezer record was okay, but I'm so just... Wasn't that one just like I... a cover album? Oh, I mean before that, but yeah, you're right. They did, do the, they did do the weird cover album, which I heard was bad, and that's it. And I, I genuinely haven't heard anything about Green Day since... 21 guns <laughs> yeah which that shit sounded exactly the same as their old shit so i liked it it was a good single i never checked out like anything else about them though but yeah so i guess we can talk about dear future self all of these singles got videos some of them i've seen headlines about and thumbnails of but the dear future self one is pretty i don't it's straightforward i guess like there's not much to it yeah no it's it's literally like the fastest I've ever been disinterested in a piece of music. <laughs> there's a part in the video. There's been like a lot of memes lately. I don't know if memes the right word. There's been a lot of like videos that went viral lately of the I don't there's probably like a specific word for it or something, but like the ice cream like parlor people who do the tricks and like take it away from you for like 3 minutes. Yeah. That is in this video a bunch and that is how I feel listening to it. Yeah, 
I agree. I'm like waiting. I'm waiting to get anything out of the experience so much so that I just keep listening to it. And I'm like, is it going to go anywhere? <laughs> and it doesn't. No. <laughs> also, this song brings back a fallout boy staple that I love, which is uh, it sounds like they're saying something else. <laughs> I, I regularly do not know what he is saying. And it sounds like different things. And that's not just Patrick. There's also a feature on this song. Uh, Wyclef, we think Jean. We, I've never heard the man's name said out loud. Yeah. But uh, he's the feature on this song, and there is a part later on where I think he, uh, there, there, there's in the post-chorus, he says, knock, 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 who is it? But it kind of sounds to me like he's saying, knock, 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 a wizard. <laughs> I wish I could even hear who is it, but it, he is saying I a wish that it was me. about a wizard. It is, it is a wizard to me. I wish that that's what this song was about, honestly. Me too. But it is instead about... <laughs> I don't know. Nothing? Nothing. It's like I said, it's literally like the like I felt my eyes like glazing over as I was listening to mm-hmm. this song. Like it's not even that it's bad. It's just like fucking boring. And there's like, not it's just nothing happens. Like this is Yeah. Like nothing. This is a B side. Yeah, and like not even a good B side though. Like no. nothing about it is like like the music isn't interesting. The lyrics are are like in classic Patrick nothing. fashion. They're really hard to understand, and they're like the parts that you do understand are fucking nothing. And like it's just it's just incredibly boring. Yeah, it is. It is the most one note I think I've ever heard them at. Um, and that's just like, and I I enjoy it more than some songs of theirs. I would probably put this on sooner than Centuries or Champion or something. But it is it is just like a shot of sugar. Like nothing else. No substance. I don't know. It's not even sugar because at least like I can get behind like shit that's just sugar because like, you know, there's something like fun and engaging about sugar. This isn't even that. Like I didn't have fun listening to this. Mm-hmm. Like this is like if someone like was like here's a packet of stevia go nuts like yeah. <laughs> fucking like not even sh- not even shade at stevia but like it's just it's not even as fun as sugar it's an expired pixie stick do those expire i don't know i don't if think they could. sugar does <laughs> if they could if sugar could expire this might be it it's like you know like when you get halloween candy and you leave the chocolate bars for too long and they get like kind of dry and they have that weird dust on them mhm that's like what this is. Yeah. And, and and to be fair, I do think I like it a little bit more than you. And I still agree with everything you're saying. So <laughs> I guess like there's not many words to it, but I guess we should start reading. Because um, I do think I do think that is what we are here for today. Ugh, fine. Do you want the honors of reading this chorus? Yeah, sure. It opens with the chorus. 
for some reason. Haven't even haven't even started the song already and we're at the chorus. Huh. Hands up, ready for the boom. Never mind the rocket launcher. Talking about a tune. You was can this, hear Was oh. this in Suicide Squad? <laughs> This a, did they write this for Suicide Squad? It's and it probably going to be in? in the new Suicide Squad that they just announced. No, because I think that might be decent. Mm, I don't trust it, Joe. I I trust James Gunn. Mm. I don't trust DC, but I do trust James Gunn. We shall see. At any rate, you can hear us coming with the Zoom. Listen oh, yeah. to the boom, boom. We are breaking through. Now, does that mean anything? No! It's literally just, it's literally just like, we're, we're fucking coming to a location, I guess. Don't mind that we're blasting holes in the walls or whatever. Yeah. I want to say when, all right, so this is sampling. I'm learning now from this annotation that this samples a song called Hands Up. And samples, it's just lifted. It's just lifted. Like, it is just the exact chorus. From this, I guess, Ina, is that her name? Ina's song called Hands Up from 2017. The only comment on this genius page is Fall Out Boy. It just says Fall Out Boy. So I guess (laughs) no one had heard of her. Hey, I'm just cutting in while editing real quick. We did not really look up this song or this artist while we were recording. We just looked at the genius page for her song Hands Up, saw that there was no comments on it. And uh, I made a very baseless claim that nobody had heard it, which is a joke. But the YouTube video does have 9 million views. Uh, a lot of the recent comments do mention Fallout Boy uh, in, in the past few days, but um, it, it was definitely very successful for that. A lot of her music videos have, uh, in, in some cases, four times that number of views. Um, so I'm sure she's very popular. Uh, she, she's not a North American-based artist. It's probably why Caitlin and I haven't heard of her or her stuff. But this song's very good, and I'm going to play a clip of it. Or context, because we're gonna talk about it. This actually puts a lot of things in perspective for me because it makes more sense that it is lifted from something else than they wrote it. I mean, yeah, I guess, but also like it, that almost makes it more nonsensical to me that they were just like, let's just lift this random chorus from some random lady and like just have I'm it continue to not make sense. I'm listening to the Ina song. I'll put a clip in it in this episode. It's so much better. <laughs> I'm 0% surprised. I, I saw a comment in the Orange Groves Discord saying that it sounded like Patrick was auto-tuned, and I don't really hear it very much. I think it's just, like, the normal amount of auto-tuning or production that goes into pop music. Like, that's very normal. Yeah, he didn't sound, like, especially auto-tuned. Again, though, I, like, really, really glazed over listening to this because my brain uh, shut off during it. Yeah. 
But uh, just to speak to that, the song that they are sampling, she is heavily auto-tuned. And it is, it's for effect. It's not like a correction or anything. It's just like a stylistic decision. And I think it's good. But it being a sample does put this song in a very different light for me. Because now I'm grouping it with all the other songs where they did that. <laughs> God. Because um, there's a song that I, I, I've told you, I think off mic, and we haven't rolled it, but I was like, Fall Out Boy directly stole an idea that I had. And, oh, yeah, you've told me about this, yes. And, I, and I've just been like, I'll, I'll bring it up when we get there, so I haven't even told you what song, but I'm now thinking about it in context of that song. Um, but this is lyrics, and that is uh, music and not lyrics. That is them writing lyrics over someone else's song. Yeah, I do keep marveling at this weird, at like just the bizarre sampling shit they've been doing post-hiatus. So much. They love to, like, they've always they referenced stuff. Yeah, but now it's not just references. Like, it's truly just bizarre samples. Mm-hmm. Just, I, and, like, this Ina person I've, I've never heard of before now, uh, and with the other example I'm thinking of, uh, that was a pretty deep cut, too, of, like, I wanted to sample something, and then they ended up doing it, um, and I was like, it felt, it's so, the reason I took it so personally is because it was such a bizarre deep cut. And it really feels like people like, I don't know if it's Pete or maybe Patrick or just someone in the band or their producers are just like hearing stuff and being like, I guarantee we could get the rights to sample this and use it like pretty liberally. I imagine that's probably like how a lot of their songs get rolling is just like someone else's basis. So maybe this was that maybe this was like Patrick being like, man, I really love this chorus. I don't know if I want to cover it, this song or something. It's like. It'd be a little out of their wheelhouse, but them sampling that hook in their own pop song, which maybe this was this song to me sounds like their first attempt at Uma Thurman, like sonically. Oh, yeah, I could see that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, hey, I really want to use this chorus. And they're like, we have a half finished like Uma Thurman demo. We could put it on. It's different enough. Yeah, well, and, like, because the, the thing about Uma Thurman is I don't really care for that song, but at least it's, like, musically interesting with the sample from that. Yes. Like, that's an at least, like, a... like a like a. It's a B-minus song to me. I heard it a yeah. million times working at Shmeshmai, but I still enjoy... I think it's fine. I still like it better than Centuries, which I also heard a million times. Yeah, well, and, like, I think that the sample that they do in Uma Thurman is, like, at least novel, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, attention-grabbing. Whereas, like, this, like, like no shade at Ina, I guess, if that's how you say her name. But, like, you know, like, that's not, like, a well-known hook. So, like, you don't even know it's a sample. And then it's just kind of random and weird. Is that their goal, then? For people to not know it's a sample? I don't... I Who could say, Jill? Who, who could say? the fuck could say? <laughs> but if it is, that's dastardly. Yeah, that would actually be extremely shitty if that was it, the case. I mean, obviously they are crediting it, and it is like it is a legal sample, but it's not like a uh, what song? What Coldplay song was just stealing? It was "Viva La Vida." It was just someone yeah. else's song. Um, it's not like that, but it is strange. Yeah, it's yeah. I just don't. I don't understand. Oh, heads up! Ready for the boom? Remind the rocket launch. Talk about a tune. And I think he's, I always think he's saying something about a cartoon there. And he's not. <laughs> Is this, maybe the song's in Space Jam 2. Please. It's either in Space Jam 2, the new Suicide Squad. It's probably not in the Joker movie. 
Let's do a poll. Let's do a poll. If you want to make a poll right now on Twitter. <laughs> I'm literally pulling out my phone right now. Okay, while you do that, I will uh, start talking about verse one, which is mostly Patrick. Sometimes uh, Wyclef comes in. Sometimes he is by himself. Um, so I will just, I'll just do some notation. But the first several lines are Patrick, where he says, We prepared for the turbulence, but there's no preparing for this. Got paid on Tuesday, but I'm still broke when the weekend ends. Ah, oh, man, that struggle. I'm sure Patrick can relate to that struggle. <laughs> Ugh. Another trip around the sun. It was a good run. Just mixing all of my prescriptions with my problems. That is just another Fallout Boy lyric, right? That is, yeah. That is um, guaranteed, and there's no annotation for it, but I'm just searching this phrase, uh, and I'm going to see if I can get another Fallout Boy song to come out. What uh, What other film? I have Suicide Squad 2, The Joker. What was the other one? I don't think it would be in Joker. Um, it would be a bizarre choice for Joker. It would be, but... It was either it was Suicide Squad. Oh man, I already forgot. Oh wait, also Joker already came out, so we can't do that. Okay, well, it, or it's, it's about to come out. It's about people to come have out. people have seen the film. Yes, it was at some festivals. Now I'm thinking if it, it might be in the new Harley Quinn movie. Oh, okay, oh Space Jam Two. Space Jam Two is the one that I said. Yep. All right, and then Harley Quinn. Yeah, those are three. I can't think of a fourth one right now. Direct two. <laughs> The re-release. Yeah, the, the rematch Shrek, Shrek 2 HD. Alright, I'm gonna set the poll for three days. Okay. <laughs> okay, tweet. It must just be way similar to another Fall Out Boy lyric. I am not it, finding it. It just sounds like something they would say, you know? Yeah, like, I've, I, I've, I feel like I've heard them say it before. Or something similar. But uh, I guess if you know what I'm thinking of, Dear listener, you can tweet at us at SWGDPod. Uh, also, vote in that poll that Caitlin just made. If it's still up on Wednesday, you said three days. It might not be. Yeah, I think it'll end Tuesday. That was dumb. Oh well. F. Go look at the <laughs> results. He says the prescription line, and then uh, joined by Wyclef, they both say, "Yeah, streets are full of seasons." Saw what they did to Jesus. <laughs> Bars. Uh, and the Wyclef by himself says. Dude will kill you for no reason and charge you for treason. That actually is a decent line. When he's by himself, it's good. And then they both say, I know this one for a fact. My phone, they got it on tap. And then Wyclef by himself says, because every time I'm talking, I can hear them in the back. Hands up. And then the chorus plays again. And this time, those four lines of the chorus go twice. How do you feel about this first verse? Not great. Holy shit. All right, if you click... The link for the first line, it's like a Wikipedia article on what turbulence means and Patrick's Christ. opinions on climate change. Christ. All right, I'm clicking it. He's he's on the right side of the issue. <laughs> Look, as a public, we've known about climate change since the 70s, and that predates me. So there's been climate change denial my whole life. I don't remember a time where there weren't people arguing about it. Now there's this whole question of whether to trust science, the same science that makes your car run. But, you know, science is a tool that was also used to refine our fossil fuels and make a problem like climate change in the first place. Uh-huh. Y'all ever, okay. ever seen Tomorrowland? Don't answer that. I know the answer's no. No one saw Tomorrowland. But it's, I certainly didn't. It's a Disney movie, and that's, it's about that, and that's pretty much how I feel reading that, is about how I feel watching Tomorrowland. I get it. 
It's bad. Weird that George Clooney's in that movie. Very. Well, I don't know how they connected that to this. Is that what they, we prepared for turbulence? But there's no preparing for this. And then it also links it to another trip around the sun. It was a good run. But like, there's a line in between that that I do think changes the con- the context. Yeah. Let's see. But nothing. Got paid Tuesday, but I'm still broke when the weekend ends. Another trip around the sun. It was a good run. Yeah. This is just. This is just. Um, Capitalism's bad. The world is bad. Sure. Yeah. Also, like another trip around the sun. Like it was a good one. That literally just sounds like a birthday. Like yeah. That's just what does one this have birthday. to do with climate change? Another year, and I'm still poor and depressed. To which I say, why is Patrick Stump saying this to me? Can okay, I'm gonna read this. Go for it. A direct reference to negligence towards global warming, climate change in parentheses, at Global Citizen 2015 Earth Day on National Mall to extend to end extreme pro- poverty and solve climate change. Fallout Boy expressed their concern towards climate change and said how they wanted to show their support for people who have a potential solution. What a fucking Great. mouthful that was. That is one sentence. No, uh, yeah, that is two sentences. What a long name for an event. Global Citizen 2015 Earth Day on National Mall to end extreme poverty and solve climate change fallout, boy. <laughs> all, all of those words are capitalized. <laughs> uh, incredible. I'm waiting for my fallout boy branded reusable straw in the mail. Um, yeah, where's my fucking fallout boy hydro flask, yo? Uh-huh. My fallout boy tote bag. For my groceries. <laughs> I feel like you probably could get a Fallout Boy tote bag right now. Oh, almost definitely. They, uh, they, I, they are like such a force within capitalism. I'm sure you can get their branding on anything you want for $60 at least. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oof. And then the second half of the verse, the, the prescriptions and my problems sure. That, that's just them letting us know that this is a Fallout Boy song in case we were confused. Uh, <laughs> it does not sound to be, Which to be entirely fair, I doesn't was. sound like one. <laughs> And then, like, a different, there's, like, a, like, I guess this whole verse is kind of, like, the world we are in is a little rough, uh, because we start talking, like, I don't know what streets full of seasons means, necessarily, or how that connects to what they did to Jesus, but without any of that context, I think Wyclef's line of, dude will kill you for no reason and then charge you for treason, like, I immediately know what that's about, like, I, 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 it immediately, I'm just like, yep, I get it. Not a di- not a dismissive. I get it, which is usually what I mean when I say I get it. Yeah. And then and then it swings very quickly into paranoia, which maybe I don't like. Uh, I got my phone on tap. I hear him in the back, etc. And then the chorus plays. Hands up. I'm ready for the boom. Are you ready for the boom, Caitlin? <laughs> That's our new outro. <laughs> God, I'll never be ready for the boom, Joe. Uh huh. Well, you can hear us coming with the zoom. It's okay. Don't mind the rocket launcher, it's fine. Uh, Jesus Christ. This is a real song. I feel bad making fun of it because the other, like, the thing that they lifted exactly. it from is so much better. It's good in its original context. It, it's just this context sucks. Yeah. There's a post-chorus. Wyclef says, I don't know, it sounds like he's, it's, she, it sounds like he's saying whining. I think it's supposed to be winning, though. Like, winning. Well, there's only, there's only one in here. I think it's like oh, that's true. Whining in the terms of drinking wine is what I think, because there's only one in, and there's and the way he and pronounces no it. H. Yeah, and there's no the way he pronounces it is like whining. 
Yeah. But the line is she whining like she's losing her mind. Yeah. Does that four times. Doesn't say yeah the last time. And then says knock, 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 knock. A wizard. <laughs> it's also weird that it's four knocks. Because, like, normally it's yeah. knock, knock, knock. Yeah, but it's four. I don't know. I guess the way it's that... It's weird. It's just weird. The I guess the way the rhythm works, it doesn't feel weird to me. But reading it, I'm just like, yeah, four is a weird number. Yeah. But knock, 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 knock. Who is it? Is what he actually says. And there's a hands up in the background. Which I kind of... I kind of like there's a after he says my phone, they got it on top because every time I'm talking, I can hear them in the back. There is like a quieter hands up like background vocal. Yeah, that is repeated a couple times and it's repeated again at the end of this post course. There's another hands up before Patrick starts the second verse. Do You want to read this great second verse? She said, this is a surprise visit. It's my fantasy. I'm going to live it. Hands up and you don't refuse it. I want to tattoo you on me. Just look what you created. Dear future self, I hope it's going well. I'm drunk on cheap whiskey in an airport hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, So, like, the last two lines are fine. The last two lines are also a different song. Yeah. The rest of this, I'm like, what? (sighs) Jesus. This annotation is doing a lot of heavy lifting. The use of airport hotel might have a silver lining. Planes are common metaphors for taking off in a new direction. Our narrator may be on the verge of making better changes for himself. And one step closer to being the coveted future self. Incredible. Ah, the coveted future self. She said, this is a surprise visit. It's my fantasy. I'm gonna live it. That was something else that kind of like... I don't know if I have the language to accurately... Who is she? Who is she? Um, I feel like I don't necessarily have the language to, like, articulate this well, but the way that Patrick delivers some words, like the I'm gonna live it... Maybe he shouldn't. Yeah. Like, it feels weird, especially in the context of, like, who the sample is from and who, like, the the feature is. Like, Uh I feel like it's trying to be, like white boys uh doing like black vernacular and i don't care for a li- it a little bit yeah i felt similarly when uh our boy eddie sheeran did eddie van sheeran when he did <laughs> uh it was shape of you there's like a couple lines in that song that i ha- yeah. I felt the same way about yeah this is the whitest man alive yeah like truly there is no man whiter than ed sheeran he is literally from the shire <laughs> Uh, I don't know what these lyrics are about. Anyway, I don't know who she is. Um, and there's like no further context in this verse or another verse. There's also no annotations that try to take a stab at it. Yeah, we have no one to make fun of for trying to do what we're doing right now. I don't know. And then it hands up and don't you refuse it, which is a very bad line in any context. And I want I want to tattoo you on me. Just look what you created. I feel like if I dig very deep into this, I will only get upset. Yeah, it's just, what is this song about? A rocket launcher? <laughs> I think. Like, well, because like climate I change. Like, I feel like there's a like a concept, right? Like like the dear future self stuff. Like that, that there's an idea there, but then none of the rest of it like supports that at all. And I'm like, you titled the song this, but uh-huh. fucking didn't deliver in any way on that idea especially because like if it was climate change stuff i could see being like 
hey, dear future self, hope you don't fucking roast as the world burns or whatever. But, like, uh-huh. none of that is there. It's not there. <laughs> it's just nothing. It is a B-side that is on their greatest hits, volume two. And it's not even a good B-side. No. No. This is there and Lake Effect Kid isn't. I will never forgive them. I also, again, literally the song just came out. How is it on a greatest hits? You don't even know if it's a hit. I don't know. I mean, we were, we didn't have that criticism with Alpha Dog, so. Yeah, but that was also like on, wasn't it on its own mixtape first? Um, I actually, yeah, I think Alpha Dog was on Welcome to the Administration. Yeah, wasn't it that and Lake Effect Kid and like something else? The the, the Welcome to the Administration is long, but it's, I think of, of the Fallout Boy songs, I think it's those two and an early mix of I Don't Care. Yeah. So that was like, that was like, at least like Alpha Dog was already out in the world before they put it on Greatest Hits. People had heard it. This is just like, which again, like, I'm not saying like, I don't know that, like, I hadn't even heard of Alpha Dog before we did the thing. So I'm not going to say that's necessarily like a, like a hit in the capitalist sense, but like, you know what? At least it was out there. This is literally coming out on this album alone. And it's like, yeah, this is the first, this is the first time anyone's heard it. And maybe the last. Hopefully. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't. It is very incohesive. And the things that do kind of connect in the second verse, I do not care for. Because suddenly there's a she that is being talked about out of nowhere. And then he's saying, hands up, don't refuse it. Look what you created. Blah, blah, blah. And then I, the the last two lines are from a different fucking song. Dear future self. Hope it's going well. I'm drunk on a plane. Not even on a plane. I'm drunk Just, after oh, getting hotel. off a plane. I'm in a hotel. Yeah, like... I feel like there's something there, and then they just did nothing, nothing with it. Sonically, this song does sound more finished than a lot of post-hiatus stuff, but lyrically, it is just void. <laughs> it is I just... also just think, like, I don't think the music of it's that interesting, though. Like, honestly, I've listened to it twice today. I don't even remember what it sounds like. I know the chorus. I, couldn't, I, I, I think there's, because I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, there's a change it for the pre-chorus. And I think there's a change up for this last pre-chorus, but I'm not sure what it happened. I don't know. Uh, after verse two, we hear a co- the chorus again with some extra background vocals. Then we hear the post-chorus, but this time Patrick Stump is uh, singing behind Wyclef. And then the outro is the chorus again. So we're done. We did it. She losing the mind. She whining like she losing the mind. 
Now there is a video that came with it. Yep. There's there's not much to say about it, but I guess we will say it. It's literally just ice cream fuckery. It is ice cream fuckery. That's it. That's all it is. It's it is just two like, two minutes forty seven seconds. Ice cream fuckery. Yeah, it's literally just one of those fucking people on like a pier who does like wild tricks with ice cream and like keeps giving it to you and then taking it back. Again, great metaphor for how it feels to listen to the song. Yep. And then it's also just weird random shots of the band eating ice cream cones. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming like, honestly, I hope they got vegan ice cream for for Andy. I don't actually know if he's too. still a vegan, but he's also yeah. in this video the least and I don't know if that's why. And honestly, like not very flattering shots of them, TBH. Yeah, it feels very last minute all all around. And like uh, since the last time they really did a video with them in it, they have like I think they've all kind of adopted different looks. Like suddenly Patrick is a beard guy. Um, he does have a hat yeah, in this and video. Pete has a bun now. Yeah, Pete. Pete has grown his hair out, which we've see- his hair has been growing out, but now he's he's wearing it in a bun a lot. Andy and Joe are the same. Yeah, Andy and Joe just kind of. There's a comment on this video that says Andy is softer than the ice cream, <laughs> which I do agree <laughs> with a little bit, even though he's shredded. Yeah, he is still shredded. I don't know. It just like because like you know we can talk about like impossible beauty standards, bra 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 bra, but like. It's just kind of jarring to see a music video where, like, they don't look, like, highly produced. Yeah, it's, like, it, it, it's very, like, they came in on an off day and just, like, needed a video that wasn't, that they were in. Yeah, it's just strange. It is strange. It's fine. I mean, in terms of, like, like it's not a strong video for them. It's... I just, it felt like a waste of time. Like, there was no point in watching that video other than that we needed to talk about it. Yeah, Wyclef isn't in it. It's... No, Wyclef's not even in it. It's on, I mean, it's, I probably would put it even below Alpha Dog, just in, t- in terms of, like, that one made sense. It was, like, tour compilation footage. This is just, hey, uh, can you guys, like, you don't have to be together or anything, just whenever you're free, come down to the studio, I'm gonna, uh, film you with some ice cream for, like, an hour, and then, um... They forgot to put the pink backdrop behind Andy. Maybe it's maybe that's a reference to him being vegan. Yeah, I don't know. And then like and then I feel they, like the they only reason they ice did cream the, melting. Yeah, I feel like the only reason they even did the ice cream shit is because that's like the album art is like an ice cream cone with a face melting into a drain. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the single art for for this song. Um, yeah, who, who knows like, which one came first? But but like that's not if that's like what they based it off of. That's not like a strong enough concept. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Especially because again, like I still don't really know what this song is about. I don't know what the ice cream has to do with anything. It's all about global warming, and that's why it's melting. Christ! Clearly, I'm not stretching it. I'm not stretching it in any way. Nope, it's all legit. There are some. There are some shots where they look like they're having fun. So I'll take that as the the positive to take away from this. Yeah. Well, this is certainly more than I bargained for. <laughs> yep. I. I guess we will, uh, the only other, like, song, like, we haven't, I think I've been waiting the little Peep, I Love McConan song. I think it's on the playlist that I shuffle with, so I think that'll just come up naturally. Also, they'll probably add this track listing to that discography playlist, which means, like, centuries will be on there, like, six times. I guess we'll just let the, the shuffling magic uh, lead us to I've Been Waiting and Bob Dylan uh, whenever that I guess that'll just come out with the the record and I think November it's supposed to come out. Yeah, I guess. 
November 15th, my mother's birthday. <laughs> Two months out. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh-huh. I guess that's it. Um, I made a joke before we recorded that I will now stick to. Uh, every week we do a pairing. There is a uh, Spotify playlist, and every week we pick a non-Fallout Boy song to go on that to pair with the Fallout Boy song. And this time I will be doing Dear Future Self by Caro Caro Bonito, because that song's good. It was almost an episode title for Interstitial Season 2. Hell yeah. And it, it, it ended up not being, but it's, it's, it's an Interstitial 2 B-side. But I think, um, I think that's all. I, think that's, I, I don't think I could even think about this song <laughs> again for the rest of the day. Yeah, I would prefer to never think about this again. Caitlin! Yes, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on twitter.com at CG and 8Rs. Um, and from eight there, I have a pin tweet. Eight, 8 Rs. And you can find all my other shit in my pin tweet. Oh, you can find me on Twitter, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J. Oh, I have a pin tweet, but it's just a link to the podcast network that we are on, which is the Orange Groves. Uh, Kaylin and I have not recorded in like a month, so yeah, it's truly wild. There is, uh, I can, I can, I can announce three new shows on this episode. Uh, if you're if you're only listening to this feed and you haven't checked out anything on the network, which is absurd, but you should do, you should do it now. You should go to theorangegroves.com and just scroll down. Recently added a search bar. I don't know why that was an oversight for almost a year, <laughs> but <laughs> since we last recorded, have added LGB Time Machine, a queer history show uh it's all been done a show kind of like this but for the bare naked ladies uh they're going chronologically they have a (laughs) lot of fun guests on and uh not launched as of recording but will be launched by the end of this week is citizen hank a long long in production show about uh about the king of the hill my friend jory who i talk with about on we are watching one piece he, he is convinced that King of the Hill is very, very good, and he brings on guests to talk about it. That show is going to be releasing pretty much just a season all at once. Uh, Jory's explanation for that is because the show has been out, like, forever, so they're just going to do it. But the, so the first season of that will be out maybe by the time this episode's out, if not in a few days. Uh, but you can find that also at theorangegroves.com. That show also has a cycle of hosts I did two episodes. The first one is Chris Hutton, and there's some other some other voices around. So it's great. I think that's it. I think I'm out of plugging things. <laughs> the the pairing playlist will be in the show notes, as well as our Twitter SWGD Pod. You can join the Orange Coast Discord to talk to us about these songs and other shit. And I think that is it. Yes. Caitlin. <laughs> yes, Joe. Bargain for yet? 100% yes. That's how I fucking feel. I feel like this song makes me feel like I need to crack my back and I just can't. Like, like I've needed to crack my back for weeks and I just can't do it. It just genuinely made my fucking brain turn off. Yeah. Like, I just, like, I don't even remember what it sounds like. My brain is, like, actively rejecting it. <laughs> well, uh,. I hope you don't listen back to this episode when it comes out, because you will remember. I'm going to listen to it, because I always do, but <laughs> I'll just, we'll just go through this whole process again.
All right. Well, stay strong out there. And I hope all of you uh, stay strong. Have a good, have a good whatever day of the week you're listening to this on. Goodbye. Goodbye. Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I have have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? Podcast.